0: Welcome to The Jenny Carlson Show. Courtney Wages has strong Oklahoma credentials. Born and raised in the Middell School District, played tennis at Carl Albert High School. Her brother Garrett is now the softball coach at Carl Albert, while her uncle, A.J. Hinch, is the manager of the Detroit Tigers. But for all her Okie roots, Courtney is the reigning Miss Kansas, and next month she will be competing to be Miss America. We have got so much to talk about with Courtney. But first, I want to say a word of thanks to these sponsors for supporting The Jenny Carlson Show. Oklahoma Ford Dealers, Two Fellows Movers, MidFirst Bank, the National Cowboy and Western Heritage Museum, FireLakeJobs.com, NextGen Roofing, 988, Oklahoma's Mental Health Lifeline. Remember, drive into your best in Oklahoma Ford dealers today for the best deals on Ford's full lineup of trucks and SUVs. Ford is the best in Oklahoma. And hey, if you're thinking about moving, let's face it, a box of pizza and a case of beer just don't work like they used to. Nobody wants to help you move, but we have two fellas that love moving. At Two Fellas Moving Company, we offer free no-strings quotes for your move. With over 20 years experience, we've pretty much moved it all. Our services don't end up moving either. Need to do some remodeling or spring cleaning? We have you covered with dumpster rentals and junk haul services. Remember, quotes are free and there are no strings attached. If you're moving in Oklahoma, make sure to call the fellas. Visit twofellas.com for your free quote today. Well, Courtney, I am so excited to have you on my show. Uh, Congratulations, first of all, on Miss Kansas. I know you've been living in that world for a while, but now we're getting really close to the Miss America pageant finals are January 14th in in Orlando. So tell us what's going on right now
1: in your life. Oh my gosh. It has been such a whirlwind. I'm about halfway through my reign, but we are all gas, no breaks with Miss America Prep. We're a little under a month away. So we're doing all the things, evening gown, interview, talent, health and fitness, you name it, I'm working on it. So we are just in final preparations, doing all of the details, all of the things. So we're very excited. Awesome. Well, hey, I want
0: to I want to get to how you became Miss Kansas, but first, let's backtrack a little bit. I think we need to rewind on those Oklahoma roots a little bit because they're very extensive. Uh,
1: tell me about growing up in the Mid Dell District. That that's home for you, right? Yeah. So I was born in Midwest City, Oklahoma. I was a Carl Albert Titan. So I grew up in the Middell Public Schools. You know, my mom is an educator and now my brother and sister-in-law are in education. And so we love the Middell family. Um, grew up an athlete. I played like five sports growing up. So um, athletics are... Uh, no no nothing new in my family. So um very I always tell my uh friends uh when I'm traveling as Miss Kansas and different community members, I'm a little bit competitive. And so people <laughs> always wonder how I got the pageant bug, and I really think it's my tie to the athletics. So Well, tell us
0: more about your sports background. Five sports did, I know you played tennis pretty seriously by high school. Did that sport kind of matriculate to the top or how did all of that work for you?
1: Yeah, so I actually, I played competitive soccer for like 13 years, but tennis ended up being my favorite. I played tennis in high school. I went to state multiple times um, as a Carl Albert Titan, um, but I also ran cross country. I played basketball and played volleyball.
0: Wow. So we,
1: yeah, we did all of the things. Um, but tennis was my favorite. Now in your family,
0: bat and ball sports is kind of the thing. Your, your brother is coaching softball and baseball at Carl Albert, your uncle, AJ, the uh, manager of the Detroit Tigers. So was tennis kind of a close enough cousin to bat and ball sports that you, (laughs) that was
1: how you got into that? I'm going to be honest. So I, I tried to get into softball, but, um, I thought picking daisies in the outfield were a little bit more up my, up my uh, scheme. But no, I actually got into tennis. I told my dad I really wanted uh, the tennis dress. I thought it was uh, so cute. And my dad was like, I think you got to play the sport if you want to wear the uniform. And so I started taking lessons and I actually I ended up loving it. So even though the the bat and the baseball weren't my groove, I found a racket and a tennis ball and that seemed to be up my speed.
0: Yeah, that worked out pretty well for you. Um, I mentioned your uncle, AJ. He obviously is also a Mid-Dell uh, alum, mm-hmm. went to Midwest City before yep. going to Stanford and then becoming a major leaguer. Now, obviously, a manager uh, in the big leagues. What's your relationship been like with him? I mean, obviously, uh, you're, I know your mom and him being brother and sister very close, but he hasn't lived in Mid-Dell for a long time. No. So how, how have you sort of kept that relationship?
1: Yeah. So my mom uh, went to Del City and my uncle was a bomber, Midwest City. And so we always kind of had all this rival going on, right? He was a bomber. My mom um, was an Eagle and we're Titans. So that is a fun little thing we have going on. But AJ is, uh, so competitive and he's fun and lighthearted. And so really all of my childhood memories always go back to playing cards around the table and AJ and I are, are making bets. If I beat him in cards, he's going to buy me a Barbie doll. And you know, we, we, we get a little competitive. And so we've always kind of had that athletic twist to all of our family fun. Um, But it it has been pretty cool seeing his journey and seeing his hard work and determination. And really, ultimately, I think that inspired both my brother Garrett and I growing up, kind of seeing his legacy and how he leads. That kind of fueled our passions, right? So when I got into pageantry and this was something that I wanted to pursue, kind of having those family members show with hard work determination you can overcome, it kind of kept us determined and kept our focus to our end goal.
0: Well, speaking of getting into pageants, did that happen while you were still living in Oklahoma or did that happen after you moved to to Kansas?
1: Oh my gosh, no way. So <laughs> I got into pageantry when, so I moved to Kansas when I decided to attend Wichita State University to get my undergrad. And honestly, long story short, I had a sorority sister at the time signed me up for a pageant because she thought it would be fun for me. You know, I, I did performing arts growing up and I was getting my bachelor's in fine arts at Wichita state. So she was like, you're no, you're no stranger to the stage. Let's wear your prom dress, do a talent from that you learned in high school. Then let's just try this out. And so my family decides to show up to my first ever pageant with fat heads, cowbells, acting like we are at a sporting event, because that is totally up my family's speed. Um, But it was just such a whirlwind, and I ended up winning my first pageant I competed in, and that took me to my first Miss Kansas, spoiler alert, Did not win my first Miss Kansas, but I always tell people Wages Family is a little bit competitive. So I knew I wanted to go back and and really work towards this. This was a job that was very um, intriguing to me. This was something that I wanted to do and get involved in. And of course, the Miss America organization, they're the largest scholarship provider for women. So Four years later, I earned the title of Miss Kansas and I earn over $30,000 and am now debt free and paid off all of my school.
0: How awesome. That is so fantastic. You mentioned though, four years of working to get to this point, that competitive nature, I assume kicks in at some point. How did, what did that look like over that time that you're working to you know, learn and get, get to this point where you do have this title?
1: Yeah and you know pageantry it it really is timing and it's who are your judges if you have one different judge your results can be completely different right And I think that was something I always struggled with because sports are sports. You're either right or wrong. Your technique is right or you have something to work on. And so with pageantry, it really is luck of the draw a lot of times. And you just have to be comfortable in being yourself and perfecting yourself and not comparing yourself to others. And I think that was so hard to me just because sports... Our sports, uh, whatever team had the better technique and the better skills was usually the team that was going to win, right? And so every year, I would try to be this, you know, quote unquote, perfect. And that really doesn't exist in the pageant world. And so I really just had to have my family and my friends and my coaches really be my accountability Um, and push me and criticize me, but also be the first people to give me a hug because it is such a journey in like loving yourself and perfecting yourself, but not trying to be something you're not because it, I mean, even just with sports growing up, that was so hard for me to dip into because it, it's not, I mean, pageantry is a sport, but it's not about the technique, right? It's about timing.
0: Yeah. It sounds more like a gymnastics ice skating situation as opposed to hitting a backhand and it's either in or it's out. It's not as easy as that.
1: No, it's not. It's really not. It's about connection. It's about, you know, understanding the job description. Do your accolades align with the job? Are you ready for the job? Do you understand the commitment? Um, and, there's like scoring involved. So like 30% goes to your offstage interview. And then there's different percentages for talent and evening gown, health and fitness. And then you have composite scores. And I mean, it's a lot more than four-zero Titans win, right? Yeah. <laughs>
0: so So when you did become Miss Kansas take us to that moment this is a you'd been on the stage before it hadn't
1: happened what was that day what was that moment like so it was so funny because I really tried uh the year I won Miss Kansas I feel like the years leading up I was just I was so competitive and I really wanted it but I felt like the com- My competitive nature was almost a distraction within my week. And so I kept telling myself, just be present, trust the process. If, if it's for you, it will be. And I remember I was the last person called for top five. And when they called the top nine, I was one of the last people called for top nine as well. So, you know, I was like clenching everything in me, um, just awaiting, Oh my gosh, I ho- am, am I getting in? I'm, you know, I'm okay if I don't, but let's see what happens. Um, but then once we hit top five and we started trickling down to the winner, I, I, I was very comfortable. You know, I was like, I, I left it all out there. If it's meant to be, it'll be. And then when they called my name, I literally dropped to the floor because you're just so exhausted. And it, I mean, you are awake twenty one of the twenty four hours and I mean you're just so sleep deprived you're hungry, oh. and I just i mean I just start crying because I was like, wow, like all of this hard work, all of the no's were meant for this yes, right, and now looking back i I wasn't supposed to win those other three years because that wasn't meant for me, mm-hmm. um, but I remember I, I you know shot up and they put my crown and sash on, and I start. Uh, looking out into the audience, my, my family were superstitious, right? Um, it's, it's a sports thing, I guess. And they always sat on my right side. And so I looked straight to the right hand side and I was waving at my parents and they were crying. And I thought to myself, I was like, they're crying. Cause I just paid off my student loans. And <laughs> I was like, no, they're so proud of me. And it was just such an amazing moment. Um, And then I remember right after the pageant, I went to Sonic and I got a cheeseburger and a large Diet Coke because, you know, we got to eat. And I was just, I mean, the job started that night. I went to a VIP reception, met all of our sponsors and donors and signed a contract uh, at 10 o'clock at night and started working.
0: I feel like your OK credentials showed through with the sonic pick, though. That's that's clutch right there.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I was priorities, right?
0: (laughs) Exactly. Well, you mentioned that the job started right then. So let us inside that a little bit. What does being Miss Kansas or Miss any state really entail? Like what what have you been doing as Miss Kansas?
1: Yeah, you do media interviews, press releases. uh, You're traveling your entire state. So, Kansas, we have 105 counties. Kansas is actually the sixth largest state when you're looking at counties. And so, a lot of ground to cover. So, you are traveling to schools, clinics, hospitals, companies, businesses. You're doing keynote speeches. Um, It's really a little bit of everything. Um, Also, each title holder within the uh, Miss America program, you have a community service initiative, which now is going to be called Platform. And my platform is called One Vision is Not the Only Vision. So that's advocating for vision awareness. And so I've I've been so busy doing all of the things if it's doing education within curriculum development in our schools in Kansas. I also do an eyeglasses drive. I've been able to get over 15,000 pairs of glasses donated within just my 6 months as Miss Kansas and we refurbish those glasses in partnership with Lions Club and we distribute those not only in Kansas but across the United States for people in need. If they don't have the funds, the travel time. Um, As you know, Kansas, we have a lot of rural communities. And so just the traveling alone, it is really hard to get into an ophthalmologist. And so really just meeting people where they're at in life. Um, I tell people the best part of the job, I feel like is I never meet the same person twice. So it is just so fun for me because I really get to represent people from all walks of life. And so ultimately, I always say my mission as Miss Kansas is to make people feel listened to, valued, loved and heard, Mm -hmm. because ultimately, I think that's what makes a great leader. And so it has just every day is different. Right. Some days I may be in a gown and my crown and sash. And other days I may be in tennis shoes, leggings and an athletic top running with the boys and girls club like every day is a little bit different. But it is so rewarding.
0: Yeah. I can't imagine how many hands you have shook or uh, pictures you've taken in the last six months. I just the numbers have to be off the charts.
1: I, I was telling my mom the other day I was out of school, and afterwards, you know, kids want autographs and pictures. And I mean, man, I've signed um, books, phone cases, arms, tennis shoes, hats, um, report cards. Oh and my god! The thing that was really special was uh, last week I saw, someone asked me to sign a glasses case, which was cool because of my platform being vision awareness. So that was, that was new for me. And so that was something that was pretty special.
0: Well, let's talk for a second more about your platform, because, you know, obviously this is a, a big, expansive project that you're undertaking. Why was this issue the one that you decided to really get behind?
1: Yeah. So uh, growing up, I had a friend in grade school, actually, um, we went to Soldier Creek Elementary together in the Middell Public Schools, and she had a vision impairment. She had glasses, but really struggled in the classroom. And at the time, we didn't have smart boards, right? iPads. Um, those weren't things yet. Um, so she really she really struggled. And, you know, as a six or seven-year-old, it's really hard to explain to your teachers what you're seeing, Um, ultimately her name was Hannah and Hannah had glasses, but they were an outdated prescription. So she really just struggled in the classroom and coming from a family of education and educators that intrigued me. And I just, I did not think that was fair. And I, I saw her just lack confidence and just believing in herself and her capabilities. And so that was something that I always wanted to be a champion in her absence and make sure that she felt supported. And so growing up, you know, my mom always encouraged my brother and I to do community service projects, to get involved. And so when I uh, moved to Kansas and I was going through Greek life, I joined a sorority, Delta Gamma, and their philanthropy is service for sight. And so I thought that would be Really cool just because of my history with one of my good friends growing up. I was like that would be something I would love to be a part of. Um, and Delta Gamma, they do a lot of volunteer work with Envision. and Envision is in Wichita, Kansas. They're the second largest nonprofit that in the world that serves people who are blind or visually impaired. So I was a volunteer for Envision for like seven plus years. And then when I started competing in pageants, you need a platform. And so I knew I wanted to do vision awareness just with all the work I was doing. Um, And then lo and behold, all of my pageantry work in vision was like, hey, we want to hire you. So now I work at Envision full time. I mean, it has really gone full circle.
0: That's amazing. That's amazing. Uh, You're also raising funds for Miss America Scholarship Fund. And that's I have a feeling is a little bit of a competition, too, but how can people maybe get involved if they want to help with that?
1: Oh my gosh, yes, so we are doing a uh Miss America Ladies Who launch, and the launch is from November eighteenth to December eighteenth so it's wrapping up. We're at the end of end of the launch, but uh top three fundraisers actually get to implement a uh, a project that they want to do um With a CEO, with an executive, Um, it's honestly a great networking opportunity. And so I'm really trying to go for that top three. I have a great project in mind. Obviously, um, it's going to be around vision awareness. And so I can't wait hopefully I'm, I get that top three spot and I'll get to share with everyone what I want my project to be. But right now I'm currently in third place, but you know, we, we like to be a little bit competitive, so we're gunning for first place. So if you can just go to my spot Fun account, support Kansas, um, I would, I would appreciate it. It all goes to scholarships for women. Again, Miss America, we're the largest scholarship provider in the world for women. And so, I know I am so thankful for the Miss America opportunity and for being able to pay for my education. So ultimately, I want to give back and I want to give the opportunity to other young women so they can pursue uh, their professional endeavors. But also, ultimately, I want to win. (laughs) (laughs) I, I have no doubt of that.
0: Yeah. Yeah, And by the way, I'm sure people can find that link to the to the fundraising uh, link on your on your Twitter at Miss Kansas, right?
1: Yeah. So you can go to my Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. It's always at Miss America KS.
0: Okay, there you go.
1: So don't forget the KS. Right. And then after Miss America, you can delete the KS and then hopefully (laughs) I'm on the Miss America page. Right.
0: There you go. There you go. Power of positive thinking. Well, speaking of the pageant coming up, uh, I know that it, uh, like I said uh, earlier, uh, January 14th is the final, but what's the prep like? When do you go to Florida? What do what those days leading up to the actual pageant look like?
1: So I will leave January 4th. And that's me getting to Florida, uh, making sure I'm checking into my room. I think January 5th, all of the state title holders, we will check into our assigned rooms and we stay with another state title holder. So I am going to be roomies with Kentucky, which will be fun. Nice And um, the whole week you're in rehearsals, you're doing like camera footage, PR, um, there's a bunch of events, VIP sessions, galas um, leading up to the preliminary competition. And so my preliminary competition is going to be that following Wednesday, and I'm gonna compete in evening gown, health and fitness, and on-stage question. and then that Thursday, I'll do a talent um, competition. And so they're kind of running it like a Miss America's got talent. And then, um, that following Sunday will be finals.
0: So, wow. And people can follow your adventures on all those social channels you just gave us a second ago, right?
1: All of my social channels, I'm always going to be giving updates, um, within my week of Miss America. I'm going to try and post every single day, just kind of recapping what I've been up to. Um, my Miss America interview is going to be that Sunday. Um, we check in that Saturday and so I should be interviewing that next day. And so really just trying to keep everyone, um, updated in the know, um, I'm always open for people sending me uh, cards, good vibes, good energies. Um, again, like pageantry, it's kind of like a sport, but it's also it's also luck, luck of the draw, and it's all timing. And so just really hoping it's my time. Um, I know I'm ready, so we just got to put in the work and see what happens. That's
0: right. Well, Courtney, hey, we appreciate you so much. You're our first Miss America contestant on the Jenny Carlson Show. So put that on the resume. I know you will. <laughs> oh, yeah. But most importantly, we'll be watching, obviously, following along to see how the pageant goes. We'll be pulling for you yes. again An Okie native, but Miss Kansas for Miss America. So cool. We can't thank you enough for coming on.
1: Thank you. Yeah, I always tell people, like, dream big. I mean, growing up, I never would have thought I would have been in this situation. I always remember growing up and watching Miss America on the television. And I told my dad, statistically, you are more likely to have a son compete in the Super Bowl than have a daughter compete at Miss America. So we're making history right now. So, oh. it, it never too never too old to dream. So, if you think there is something that you can never achieve, I highly doubt it. Hard work and determination will get you far. So,
0: such a great message, Courtney. Thanks for joining us, and thanks to everybody else for joining us and and watching this week. If this was your first time hearing or watching the Jenny Carlson Show, be sure to subscribe on YouTube or your favorite podcast app. Also, if you like what you hear please leave a review and remember you can find all my work and sign up for my newsletter at selloutcrowd.com. Thanks again. And we'll see you next time.